welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Ahmed. This episode is brought to you by Microsoft Lists. And happy 100 episodes. 100. That's a lot of episodes. We've said hello 100 times. Plus a couple of, of bonus member episodes. Many times. Also, I think we've said hello a couple of extra times because randomly I will forget how we actually start the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. it's... um. I, you know, it's cheesy, but, you know, we say it a lot, but thank you to our listeners for, for the listening part, for supporting us, for talking to us, you know, for, for existing and, and thank you, Tiff, for all of, all of the above. And thank you, Julia, for starting this show in the first place and asking me (laughs) to do it with you you. (laughs) 100 episodes ago. Mm -hmm. And because I was thinking like when we were preparing for this, because uh, I figure we'll talk a little bit about these four years that it's been since we started. And I realized that half of our show has been in lockdown. And I would never have said that because I've, you know, we've we've sort of mentioned briefly that we, we tried to keep our show out of lockdown or our lockdown out of the show. <laughs> but like. I just feel like, at least for me, I feel like we did that. Like, the show was this sort of, like, happy and or angsty little art sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that, too? Yeah, totally. I mean, like, when it comes to making and crafts and stuff, like, yeah, lockdown definitely affected it. But at the same time, it didn't stop a lot of people from making and doing stuff because mm-hmm. it actually, like, possibly even made more people make and do stuff because <laughs> you had all of a sudden time and you were at home and it it changed things but for our audience and like what we were talking about I think it just like kind of gave us more to do for the show and for our hands and our busy work and our minds and you know we always like to look at the silver lining and we we had to maybe I think we also we and a lot of people also started thinking about it differently. Like, what what role does that this actually play, and what role do we want it to play in in, in either isolation or in whatever future happens afterwards? Exactly. So these these four years again they've they've been weird even before lockdown maybe. But um, how would you like recap them? Because I feel like you've been on this really fascinating journey over these four years? How would I recap the four years? I mean, like, I knew these questions were coming, obviously, but I'm still (laughs) kind of like in a, not a haze about it, but I've, as we've talked about before, both of us have always just been makey people, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just such a part of who we are, which is one of the reasons why we're doing this show. Like, we've just always made stuff. And You have written here, if I told 2018 Tiff about 2022 Tiff, would she believe me? Which I might be jumping on your (laughs) notes here, but I think that this kind of like wraps in because I was really thinking about that. And I think 2018 Tiff would be really happy with 2022 Tiff. Like that, that the, the art person that I am now is the art person I wanted to be but was too afraid to be then Mm -hmm. and I feel much more confident being that person now like I feel very like even like meeting people I could be like oh yeah I'm a stained glass artist or you know like I paint and I do this stuff like I'm so much more comfortable 
owning that as who I am, as opposed to apologizing for the things that I wanted to be, but didn't do yet. Like I'm now I've done the things Ooh, and I can say it and it feels really very, very good. And now I also have like a large body of work that it's not a, it's not one of those like, um, just holes that you find yourself in of like wanting and wishing that you had a whole bunch of things that you made because you're too afraid to start like all your ideas they seem too grand which is you know something we've talked about multiple times on the show is that like you psych yourself up into perfection and then end up doing nothing mm-hmm. and I had a whole bunch of nothing to show for all my thinking back in 2018 and now I have a whole bunch of stuff because now I just go and I do it if I want it to be made, I make it. And I think that that's a, a big change. And it really takes a, it takes confidence in yourself. And it also takes um, kind a mean of, friend who pushes you a mean friend who pushes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the show was, a, you know, in addition to you being the mean friend who pushes like the show itself, like having something to come and talk to you about every other week was definitely a huge driving force. Like, it's like, oh, I'm going to take this risk and I'm going to take an art class and then I can, you know, use the excuse of, oh, I could talk about it on the podcast. But really, like, <laughs> I, w- I would want to do it anyway, but maybe I would have been a little bit more hesitant about doing it or a little bit more conservative with the amount of time that I would put into something like that that's just for me. But now I, you know, embrace all of that. And it's it's such a big difference. And I really have, like, this show to thank for it and... It has totally changed who I am. I, okay, I shouldn't say totally changed who I am. It's made me into the person who I wanted to say I was, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I think part of it, is it also like it shifts the way that you think and talk about yourself because um, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I think that, you know, it's, it's partly that you're like, well, if if I tell other people to, to take themselves seriously, then maybe I have to, too. And if I tell other people to use the A word, if I tell other people to go for it, then I should, too, because otherwise, A, the podcast is going to be boring. But also, like, I'm going to sound e- either, like, hypocritical or a little bit like a chicken if all I ever do is talk about the stuff I want to do. Mm-hmm. How has the four years changed where you are? Uh, what... What did, uh, you know, 2018, Julia, what does she think of 2022, Julia? Um, I mean, she would be she would be sad that I'm a, I'm a, a wet bowl of porridge, but that's that's not my fault. That's COVID. Um, no, I think that like you're saying, like she would be happy about the things that 2022 Julia has, you know, tried and succeeded and tried and failed and tried and didn't like. And, you know, all, all of those things have actually dropping as, as much of the perfectionism as I'm able to drop because I'm not, like you said it's not going to change me entirely just having a podcast um but also yeah like the way that I talk and think about myself of um saying I'm an artist I'm a potter I'm a ceramicist and not putting in like a little you know asterisk of oh it's just a hobby it's just a little thing I do and talking about myself as artistic and also you know starting to think about myself as more of um, a teacher and a sharer of things and I think also 2018 Julia would be proud of the size of things that I'm throwing now I made a really big flower pot the other day that's awesome so 
if so if you were gonna if if you if you were calling 2018 tiff what would you be saying well first of all i would never call i would text because i'm not a monster because you're millennial okay you're emailing (laughs) you're sending a discord dm (laughs) i I also wouldn't email email's so annoying (laughs) no one answers emails gosh i don't know what i would say i i don't I don't think I would contact my past self in this like <laughs> fantasy that we're concocting here. But like, but well, because like, I don't, I don't, I don't think um, no matter what I would say to the past self, I, I wouldn't want to mess anything up because I'm really happy how things came out. If that makes sense. Okay, now you're just being science fictiony. I'm trying to get you to talk about these years. <laughs> I'm not like, going to my... go back and kill my own grandmother. Like, <laughs> okay, because like, because okay, so if you if you had your is your 23 union this year? I don't know when you graduated. Are you class of 01 or 02 or which graduation? Anyway, college or high school? I don't know. Because my point was because like looking at it because like you took you you got your studio right before we started the podcast, but like you. You know, you painted a whole ton. You went to art class. Mm-hmm. You you sold stuff for the first time, um, even if it was you know, as you put it, just little things. Uh, you you um, you found glass. Like I feel like you've really had this really really fascinating. And I feel like we're going to use the word journey so many times in this episode. I'm sorry, because <laughs> uh, I feel like I've I've grown Don't and stop you've leaped. Like you've you've really just like found a bunch of stuff, and I don't know if that's just because like I was slightly further along in my pottery, and if you had started glass at the same time, our paths would be more similar or whatever. But I just like you know I've I've tried a bunch of the stuff. I've I've stabbed myself in the thigh trying to make a spoon. <laughs> I don't know. It's because uh, it's like if if I were to, I guess go to a re- reunion then if we're not trying to affect our younger selves um you know it, it, it would be like just like I've I've grown and developed and I've tried things and I've allowed myself to be cockier um but you've found your thing in these four years yeah I mean also like drawing on iPad too like that also came about in this time like there's mm-hmm. so many big changes and I just I I just I don't know. I'm just really thankful that like the journey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, uh, like <laughs> I'm just really thankful that it brought me here. Like that this podcast like brought me to this place, and I think that it has. Um, overall, it's like a, a really good thing. I don't know really what else to say about it. Do you have a favorite thing that you've made that you can think of? I really love the glass plants that I've made. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some paintings that I really love, uh, but it's just like, in general, I think the glass plants are kind of my favorite. I also really like my glass Dwight and Daria. But again, like it's, <laughs> I'm also, you know, attracted to the new hotness, you know, like I like the glass stuff that I've made because it's the most recent stuff that I've made. Um, I still also really like that collage of uh, sea glass that I have, mm-hmm. but that one always stands out to me so I think that um yeah those things because it's like when you find your voice or you feel like something you made was like really from yourself even though like now 
stupid Instagram. It is always feeding me up a whole bunch of like stained glass <laughs> stuff that I don't want to see. And I totally see other people making glass plants. Like, so obviously I'm not the only one, but I came to it on my own. So it, feels like mine yeah exactly so like yeah those those are definitely my favorites I mean how about you like what have you made in the last four years that like really stands out as like a sign of your progress I think the weird torus shaped vases and things like hollow donut shapes (laughs) that you throw and then manipulate because those have just like they're a challenge and they're weird and you can make so many different things with them you know like Mm -hmm. you can put on weird spouts or cut them in half and it's just they're hard to get right if you want to do anything to them but they're also just like they're fun and and weird and they take some skill to to get right and they're not necessarily like the coolest or the most fun or maybe the thing that other people like but they say something to me about how I've developed as a potter and as like how I've developed my patience even. What do you think is the biggest risk that you've taken in these last four years? Um, That's a very good question. Ha ha. Stumped you because I didn't put it in the <laughs> notes. That's cheating. No, I think like when I like going to retailers and asking them if they wanted to carry my things, because that's really scary on like mm. multiple levels of like me- emailing someone who can very easily say no and then having to maybe go pick up stuff that didn't sell but it felt really like big and and real like a proper artist thing to do so that that's something that I'm proud of that's not specifically a thing but a um a point that I'm proud yeah. of do do you have something that you like the, that you've learned that sticks out to you I think the biggest risk that I took in these last 4 years was like going to art school classes and being awful like there were definitely (laughs) times that I knew I was the worst in the room like I just knew it because like you do figure drawing and or painting or whatever you choose to do uh, like um, a studio class like that and there are breaks and then you when you know the model takes a break and you walk around and look at everyone's stuff I clearly didn't have any grasp of what a human looked like like I could not translate bodies are so a human body to look like a human body to like if they if if, they always use a phrase to save your life I I would be dead like it would just have been (laughs) over because the mutants that I came up with my first few times and it was terrifying it was terrifying to like not only go into those classes and be so unexperienced or inexperienced, whatever, which, what, whichever one it is, um, <laughs> to be so inexperienced, to be so out there. And like, at first you think like, oh, I'm painting or drawing in like my own little corner on my canvas. Like the, the only person that's really going to like interact with me is the professor and it'll be fine. And then everyone shares all their stuff and you have to like, look, oh, and like, show it to everybody and everyone's so much better than you. That was the worst. Like it felt awful. I had no pride in that moment. (laughs) I was embarrassed. I was, you know, definitely brought down many notches. It was a extremely humbling experience. 
And I was humble to begin with because I knew I was not good. So it was like, (laughs) I wasn't like strutting in here thinking I was like, you know, this amazing artist. I, I already knew I had no idea what I was doing. So that experience with the fear and the like putting, like really just putting out your worst your absolute worst product of like the things that you make and having to show like a class of people who have taken a lot of these classes multiple times and they were pretty good. Like even though it was a beginner class, like it was still definitely full of people who have spent a lot of time doing this on their own and then, you know, looked for further education. And I was just, it was, it was bad. So I think that in these past four years, that experience alone allowed more growth because it started me off so low and I don't think like previous TIFF like pre-2018 would have ever had the courage to like go into a class like that and be that terrible publicly Mm -hmm. you know like I having the courage to be awful and slowly get better and you know keep being awful in front of a lot of people oh the worst too is like when the model would walk around and I would apologize to them I'd be like you don't (laughs) look like this I am so sorry like this is no representation of how beautiful you actually are like please this is not about you it's about me (laughs) yeah it's it's exactly I, I like I felt like I had to apologize to like these poor people who I've made into mutants on my canvas and it was just like yeah, that that experience. I'm like feeling like I'm reliving it now. I keep talking about it. I got to stop because but I'm I'm just I'm really proud that I did that. And each class that I've taken afterwards, I get better and that's what matters. Yeah. No, I know sucking is how you get better. Um I just it it really it struck me as we were talking and I've been like sitting here mulling it over because when I said to you about 3 minutes ago, I said it counts. And I was like, is that just like the whole ethos of this podcast is it totally counts. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever it is your thing is, it counts as art. It counts as creativity. It counts as sewing. It counts as improvement, whatever. Like it counts. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to do the asterisk. It counts. It's fine. Wow. It took us a hundred episodes to get here, but we've gotten here. We figured out. We figured it all out. That's you nailed it. That's totally it. Like right, it counts. You count. Your effort counts. The abilities count. The inabilities count. Like it all. It all counts. It counts. I feel like this might be my second exception to my no writing on tattoos rule. Like I would get the words. It counts tattooed on me just to like remind myself. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) Holy heck. Holy heck. Uh, Holy heck. Okay. We have have, uh, lists here of people who have sent us amazing messages. But before we get into the lists, let's talk about lists. Because this episode is brought to you by Microsoft Lists. So uh, if you are looking for a new way to track and manage your work and life from start to finish to find a new way to make things count, uh, Microsoft, List is, <laughs> Microsoft List is here to help you clear your brain space and get organized. And it all starts. That's, it's it's cute that, that they think they can clear our brain space, but I think it's a good. It's a good. Well, at least they can help us step. try. 
I mean, it all starts at lists.live.com. Microsoft kicked off a preview program to try lists with your Microsoft account, all designed for small business and individual use. You can start by creating and sharing your lists with your work colleagues, partners, your soccer team, your neighbors. You might create lists of books or movies or your monthly meetings, track home improvements and important recipes and important receipts. We, uh, uh, everything that might be important that looks like that word, you can track it and throughout all throughout the year. But you can also build out team rosters for your soccer team or your volunteer group. You can make lists of crafts. <laughs> you could even make lists of like the colors of embroidery floss that you have, like anything, anything that you can list, you can list. Ooh, Copics. I actually should Okay. At lists.live.com, you can start quickly with ready-made templates. You can use filters and views to visualize your information. So you get one list with many views and you can share the lists as links to get others in so you can work together. The ready-made templates save you time. You can start blank or you can add in exactly what and how you want to track your information. It's super flexible. It's great for gift ideas, event plans, work progress trackers. And seriously, when I said Copics, I realized that I need to make lists of my fabric. Did I say this last time? I don't know. I I am not very smart. Because uh, I have ways to track my yarn. But I, at this point, I don't know if you know this, but buying craft supplies is its own hobby. Yes, it is. Um, it counts. Uh, <laughs> and you can, you know, you can stick pictures and things in there. And uh, I... This is what I'm going to do the next time that I have something else that I should be doing is probably organize my fabrics. And if you are ready to, you know, procrastinate while doing this useful <laughs> task, definitely go and try and preview now at no cost. You can go to your browser and type in lists.live.com. That's lists, L-I-S-T-S dot live.com and sign up, sign in and track what matters most. Check it out and let Microsoft know what you like and any feature requests and our thanks to Microsoft for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. <sighs> we love lists because they make us feel like we're organized. So uh, let's get into all of the wonderful people who sent us uh, messages and voice messages, voice clips, lists, things. I don't know. Let's start off with Kathy. Hi, Tiff and Julia. This is Kathy Campbell. First off, I want to say congratulations on 100 episodes of Make Do. It's one of my favorite shows, and I'm so proud of the work that you've done and the journey that you have been on. I started college as a multimedia design major, so I was an artist. I took a lot of art classes. I realized that I had taken all of the wrong classes and transitioned over to sociology, but art has always been a deep part of my life. I started photography, oh my goodness, 14 years ago now, um, and that journey has been completely mind-boggling, starting out as just a mom with a camera, and then transitioning to now where I do pretty much just dance photography or uh, headshot portrait style. And I am so in love with the work that I'm providing the world and the art that I'm creating. And I've learned over this, you know, more than a decade of art that finding something that fuels your passion and makes your heart just beat faster can be so fulfilling, regardless of whether you make money from it or not. I also learned that making art that is not making money 
can be really fulfilling as well. I recently, within the last couple years, found cross-stitch as a way to do a hobby that I won't make money from. And having that always present and available is something that is really mentally fulfilling as well because I can do it whenever I want. I have no deadline. So if I don't want to cross stitch, I don't have to cross stitch. And that's just really refreshing. So thank you, Make Do, for giving me the permission to do only the things that bring me joy in my life. And here's to another 100 episodes. You, you know what I really love about this is that like we asked our community and our friends to share with us the things that were important to them over the past couple of years and how they've changed and developed in the art world in the making world in kind of any kind of creative pursuit that counts uh, that they could <laughs> possibly think of and we got so many great messages from from everyone. And we just want to thank everyone for that. And a lot of these messages, like as I listened to them, and we read them, and now that we're going to share them with everybody, I found them so inspirational. And it Mm -hmm. made me think in a different way or consider something a little bit more. And I just really hope that like, as we read through a whole bunch of these, and we listen to um, some of our friends telling their little stories, that it really inspires all of you the way it, you know, it fed back and inspired us too. Yeah, and it's, you know, that feeling of like, well, obviously we should not have a podcast. Everyone else is very amazing. And also, as with every time you guys get in touch, it's just, it's so nice to know that like, you know, we're, we're your friends for 30 minutes <laughs> every other week. Uh, this is an email we got that I thought was so cool. Uh, hey, Tiff and Julia, congrats on episode 100. I've enjoyed following you guys since the beginning. I'm about to graduate as a mechanical engineer, but in between school and co-op, I have been getting better at wood carving. I made chainmail back in high school and then started experimenting with carving wooden swords. Awesome. I really enjoy the process and even got to use my engineering knowledge by making carving patterns in AutoCAD. All my swords are made from oak and can be used for training or stage choreographed combat. I have monetized my hobby and have (laughs) sold 12 swords on Etsy, which is pretty fun. Side note from Julia here, this is so cool. I think I might be cash positive, at least for tools and materials. I found custom orders stressful as this is not a short process and things can go wrong when rushed. Now that I'm graduating and will actually get a summer break, I hope to make more and maybe attend a craft fair of some sort. I can also make wooden spoons and cutting boards, but the swords are way cooler. You're both incredible artists and I'm excited for the next 100 episodes. Thanks for being an encouraging voice and a motivation to do more from Bronwyn in Toronto, Canada. That's Swords! Awesome. <laughs> I love Swords! that. Swords! <laughs> everything about that little, like, that anecdote is exactly everything that we hope for, for people who listen to our show. <laughs> right? And for people who don't listen to the show, but if you know someone who, who should listen to the show, you should let them know. But, like, it's so great to, you know, take something that you're interested in, build it up, again, don't have to monetize, but very cool that they did. And it's it's just a really great, beautiful thing when people find their artistic process. Swords! Uh, Swords. Next, we have a, a voicemail from our friend Brad over at The Pen Addict. And we talked to him in an episode, a number of which I can't remember, but we'll link it in the show notes. Uh, so this is Brad. Hey, Tiff. Hey, Julia. Huge, huge congratulations to y'all on... 100 episodes of Make Do. Y'all are awesome. And I miss seeing y'all. I hope to see y'all again. 
soon out here, uh, maybe at a pen show near you one of these days. So on the topic of uh, how making things has developed for me over the past few years, I have learned I've learned a lot of things uh, over the past few years about how I create, how I make things, um, how I get my work done. Um, but nothing has been more important to me than figuring out that I need to allow myself to have bad days. You know, that's a huge part of the creative process is, you know, not every day is going to be perfect, right? So the bad days are okay. And, you know, yesterday might have been good. Tomorrow is going to be better. And today, today it can just be terrible and have to be okay with that, right? I can't be on 100% of the time. None of us can be on 100% of the time. And that's been a learning process for me to accept that, you know, I can put in the work today and be okay with that. Like, like some days it's just not going to work and some days it is. And to be okay with the days that are not the best. So allowing yourself that grace is an essential part of the creative process, I think. Um, it's not something that comes naturally. Like you can't schedule in the bad days when they're going to happen. It's been a process of years to learn that I can have a bad day and it's going to be okay creatively long term. So I hope that uh, shares a little bit of insight on how I do things and what's important to me. And y'all are important to me. And huge congratulations again on 100 episodes. And I appreciate that you you asked me. And I hope to see y'all soon and uh, talk to you soon. Bye. I think it's it's fun it's it's funny that brad's like oh, i'm i'm not artistic and he's he is he just doesn't want to admit it and i don't know why he needs to continue listening to our show in order to admit it <laughs> absolutely but i love his advice i think it's so important absolutely do you want to read our next email So we have another email here. I'm a more recent listener, but wanted to share something with you for your 100th episode. Thank you so much for taking this is me speaking. Thank you so much (laughs) for taking out your time and writing us this message. Uh, Okay, so I had my first back to the email. I had my first baby last February and have felt very disconnected from my craft hobbies, especially as he's gotten more active and mobile. Hear ya. Hear you so much. <laughs> it's hard to find time and space when caring for a tiny human with no impulse control. Hearing Tiff talk about doing crafts as a mom is really giving me hope for the future that I'll be able to fit making and doing back into my life. Love the show. Congratulations on 100. Laura. I'm so happy to hear a message like this because I remember back, you know, newborn kid feeling so lost and feeling so disconnected from the things that, you know, as, you know, a new parent, you just, you used to love and do, and now you can't, you just don't have the time for. And I'm just, it really pleases me and touches me that like someone can listen to our show and know that it gets better, that there's a voice out there letting you know that you will (laughs) find your way back. You will get back to this, you know, like I highly suggest, you know, even, even like making little notes for yourself if you are inspired, even though you're too exhausted. You can, you can make lists and yeah, in the you make lists some lists. Thing. <laughs> like, even though you're too exhausted to actually create something right now, still just write down that idea. You know, like it will come back. Like the time will grow back into your life. And I think that even then, like by you being creative and finding a way back to making things, 
it's only going to encourage your kid to like want to do that stuff as well. I think it's really important. So thank you so much for your email, Laura. <laughs> yeah. And because that's another thing that we didn't even even touch on really, because your kid has has gone from like a, a child. To, I was gonna say child to a person, but like, you know what I mean? Like there's some big. Oh, he's double really... digits this year. Like what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like even even though obviously like a, a, a five, six year old is slightly. I mean, they have basically the same amount of impulse control and as a one-year-old right but they're you know a little easier to to handle than a one-year-old but still that's i assure you it is night and day different (laughs) (laughs) but there's also a night and day difference between six and ten yes exactly i mean i'm i'm my own small creature with no impulse control but (laughs) I, i only have myself to blame uh next up we have a message from uh friend of the show Everyone's a friend of the show. Why did I say that? Uh, from Micah. Um, I had decided back when the pandemic uh, kind of kicked off, you know, it's been a couple of years, that I wanted to take the time to learn a new skill. And so for some reason, I had decided on knitting as the skill that I would take on. So I started by knitting some hats and some uh, scarves. And that was fun, but it did not really have sort of a sense of accomplishment tied to it for me at that time because for me it felt like I wanted it to be more I wanted it to be something that could be kind of uh, specially made for a person and that that it could be something that's used more often <laughs> in uh, Missouri making hats and scarves all the time would be awesome because I'd get to wear them I'd get to give them to people they'd wear them when it was cold outside but here in San Francisco there's not a whole lot of an opportunity to wear hats and scarves if you come from a colder client climate in the first place so didn't really get the option to um, do much with those they just kind of hang in my closet So um, I decided that on top of learning how to knit, I wanted to learn how to crochet. So I went online on Amazon and I bought this uh, crochet book where you could make Star Wars characters. The first thing I ever made was a Yoda, a little Yoda. Looking back now, I laugh at that Yoda because it was obviously poorly done. Um, I, of course, was, you know, this is literally my first time doing it. And so I didn't know what the right side or wrong side was for crochet. I was just learning the stitches. I was having to kind of look up how to do each stitch every single time, um, understanding how to crochet in the round, amigurumi, as it's called. Uh, all of that stuff was new to me. And so I didn't feel much confidence, but I felt a sense of pride in creating the things that I was creating. And honestly, the thing that led to me feeling confident was just keeping it up, keeping up that work, continuing to make things. Because as I started to make things, the stitches that you would go through uh, started to just come to me. I didn't have to look them up. I knew what a double crochet was. I knew what it meant to uh, crochet two things together. I knew uh, how to decrease in different ways. I knew an invisible decrease. All of these things just started to be sort of second nature. And when it came to that, that's where my confidence really pulled through. I started to notice too that by working through different patterns, I was sort of taking things I had learned from other patterns and applying them to the things that I wanted to do. Because that kind of 
is where I hit uh, a stalling point. You know, I loved crocheting, but because I was working from a pattern, at times it did feel like the accomplishments weren't my own, if that makes sense, because you were essentially taking something that someone had made in the past, working through the steps, and then you had the thing at the end. And so in that way, it felt like, okay, literally anyone could pick up this yarn and this hook and create that thing. And that's where it's, I started to lose that sense of accomplishment and uh, you know, started to sort of stagnate. And in order for me to kind of grow from that, what I realized was how I could rely on that body of knowledge that I had gained over the time uh, to sort of go freestyle with things, to make a unique uh, piece of art when I was creating things. So the pattern may have called for a certain kind of uh, accessory that you would add to the crocheted giraffe. But instead of making what it said in the pattern, you know, I would create uh, little gloves or create a t-shirt for the giraffe to wear, those kinds of things. And those were skills that I had gained by learning how to do the crochet in the first place. So kind of all of that came together to give me that sense of accomplishment that this was more than just following a set of instructions, that this was truly something that was more freestyle, more jazz, something that I was creating on my own and adding my own unique sort of uh, bent to. And so now, at this point, you know, I don't feel what I used to feel when it came to working through a pattern. Uh, I have some problem-solving skills when I'm working through a pattern and, and trying to figure out how I want to make things and learning sort of little tips and tricks along the way to improve upon the process, all of those things. So I really think for me that that is where my growth has come from, from finding peace in working on things that are someone else's pattern and feeling a sense of accomplishment that has come from garnering a body of knowledge that I can apply to the craft that I'm doing. So that is, is, is I think, for me, what makes me feel good about where I am in terms of my ability to crochet and create. And of course, thank you uh, for, for the time and uh, good luck with the show. So obviously, I am very much for yarn crafts. We all know this. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to link to Micah's Instagram so you can see some of these uh, creations. Micah is a, a previous co-host with me on uh, Somehow I Manage. So a, a great friend to have and makes amazing, amazing, like cute little things. They're so cute. I, I love his work. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have uh, a message from Margaret. Uh, Hi, Julie and Tiff. It's so exciting that the podcast has been running for so long. I've had many long drives to listen in on your thoughts on creativity and art. I've been loving the podcast, and I'm really looking forward to its continued success. I'm proud of these things I made while the podcast has been around to inspire and encourage me. First, a wall mural of a labyrinth with words written on the path. I first saw this kind of labyrinth in high school, a gravel and stone path on the grounds, and it was the first time I really understood why people had all this good stuff to say about meditation. Second, a hand-knit sweater decorated with waves, specifically the Kelvin Helmholtz instability, which I run into in my physics PhD research. And again, who are these like incredibly smart people who listen to us? <laughs> uh, 
Also, for Tiff, with regards to the mini glass blowing setup, I took a couple classes before the pandemic and it was super easy to learn and it was a whole lot of fun. We made blown glass ornaments, which is a particularly beginner-friendly object, because there's a great diversity of blob shapes that the brain will accept as an ornament. I love (laughs) love that. The one thing I consider absolutely essential are these tinted glasses that filter out certain colors of light. They made the cooler outer sheath of flame invisible and allowed me to see the hotter inner part of the flame coming out of the torch. Hope it goes well. Longtime fan, first time emailer, Margaret. The, the Seeing just the part of the, that's, I would never have thought of that, but that is very cool. And I want them even though I don't use flame like that. I'm really actually looking forward to the, which will I guess will be a topic for another show, but I'm looking forward to the, um, <laughs> uh, there's a Brooklyn like glass works place and they have the, the mini flame glass Same. craft classes, <laughs> lamp work, I believe it's called. And so I'm going to go take one of those as soon as it's opened up and hopefully I get a space. So we'll see. That is so cool. Uh, and then we have a clip from Annette. Hi, I'm Annette Weirstra, here to wish my amazing make-do friends congratulations on 100 episodes. I call myself a creative dabbler because I love to knit, bake, and make a lot of different things. My mom was a super creative person too, so I come by it honestly. We did a lot of things growing up together. But I always thought of myself as creative, not an artist, because I can't draw. When my mom died in 2015, I scooped up all of her watercolor supplies. She was really good at watercolor and I had these supplies. I miss my mom. I started painting and it was kind of a gift of all of her stuff that was part of my mourning process and staying connected with her. And it also kind of made me brave. I had all this stuff and nothing to lose. So seven years later, I'm still learning and playing with those watercolors and more medium. But I kind of feel like now I am an artist, which is kind of a cool feeling. And I can draw and you can learn it, like everyone told me I could. So keep trying. I really want to thank Annette for uh, sending in a clip to us because she has a great story of her art journey and what it means to her and where it originates from. And I just, I've been watching Annette, um, you know, as kind of a, a friend and a um, a colleague, really, because we all do podcasts together and over on The Incomparable. <laughs> and her work, especially like her watercolor maps are just, mm-hmm. are so very, very cool. And you can really tell like a lot of things that we talk about on the show, the more you do, the more practice you get and the better you get. And when you see someone in your life who's a friend, like getting better at something and then also like picking up something new, like I've seen her uh, pick up some some new hobbies and and start from the beginning with those things and then gradually get better again. And her baking is really great. Like, I'm just I'm just so inspired by all the people in our lives that are taking the time to make things and share them with all of us and I just I think it's it's so very very cool and I'm just really thankful that we have a show like this where we get to kind of collect all these things yeah because because I enjoy them together the fact also that we you know harassed everyone we know for weeks to share their stories like it's fun to be reminded of the fact or discover you know that people who listen to us or people that we already know but didn't know maybe like actively recognize that they do these things 
because you know we sometimes uh, see them we see them you know when we're scrolling but like being reminded of how many cool people there are who make cool things like are just around us so we have another message from someone who i've known around the internets for a while. Hi, Tiff and Julia. I've really enjoyed and benefited from the show since it started. So thank you so very much for sharing your own journeys as artists. Your encouragement and transparency were a big part of my family launching Enigma Blanks a year ago. We started as hobbyists making materials to commission unique pens for our own collection. Your voices were in my head the whole time, encouraging me to take the risk and put our blanks out there for more to see. After getting feedback from some makers, we started selling our blanks and have received amazing support from the pen making community since then. Your conversations about participating in shows and fairs led directly to us taking a chance and getting a table at the San Francisco Pen Show last year, and it was great. I can't thank you enough for opening up about feelings involved with putting your creations out in the world. I think of your words whenever I hit the emotional low point between orders, when that little voice tells me everything has been a fluke and will never get another sale. Your voices help me quiet that doubt. Cheers, Dan. And that's uh, at Nerdotist. I, I can never pronounce anyone's usernames. I'm so, so <laughs> sorry. So Dan, thank you so much for this really cool email you know i read this email because we got it and then i you know read it read through it again just because i was putting all of the stuff in the notes and that end still gets me like being being the silly little like you know pixie voice in someone's head that's a good thing and not just like bad puns that's just it i'm i'm you know making making jokes about it but that's just it's so nice to know that maybe you know sometimes this show is just as much about us trying to convince ourselves that we're good enough, but knowing that we help someone else feel like they count, like they count, you count, it counts. And also, I'm like, not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I love getting feedback like this because the art community and sometimes it just feels like you're fighting against like this impossible idea of being successful and what that means and how to push through like all the hard parts and and the lows and the struggles and to know that like there's so many other people out there and not just in the you know oh yeah I know other people have done this I know other people are out there (laughs) but to communicate that with each other like to be able to be Mm -hmm. on this podcast and like talk about this and then get feedback like that and know that this is like from someone who I've been following on you know Instagram and Twitter and stuff for a while and like it's just, it's really cool to connect that way, even when you aren't in contact with someone 24-7. But like, it's it's still all going out there. And it's going out there for a reason. And it's finding a purpose. And it's it's just, it's really wonderfully cool. And I think like receiving all these messages and emails for like our 100th show has really just absolutely enlivened my heart my my makey heart and I just wanted to like thank everyone and we have um, one more message from uh, Mike Henley who has sent us a message hi Tiff and Julia it's Mike Henley artist and host of the drawing inspiration podcast congrats on 100 episodes your show has heavily contributed to my success over the last three years I didn't discover art until I was 40 and it wasn't until I was 52 that I decided to call myself an artist and take it seriously In the last three years, I started a podcast, now with 75 episodes under my belt, launched an online store, a newsletter, created a bunch of art, and became an artist ambassador for Pentel Canada. 
I did all of this in my spare time while still working at my full-time job. I have branched out into digital, watercolor, colored pencil, acrylics, and mushroom ink. I love having connected with so many creatives to share in their experiences, but I have also recently started mentoring others. Thank you both for having such a positive impact on my journey. I am super excited to see what the two of you and all your listeners will continue to make and do. In, in the last episode, I joked that we would have a prize for the person who made me cry. And I feel right now it's like Tiff is going to get the prize because now I'm going to cry. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. It's just onions. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you all for sending in these amazing messages and, and for being with us for four years. Um, you know, that's that's a lot of drives when you could have been listening to... <laughs> rick astley or something but you uh, you listen to us and we really appreciate it and i just wanted to just really encourage everyone who sent in a message our our friends our distant friends our listener friends uh just everyone like keep on making and keeping doing on. <laughs> keep on keeping on because like i've loved watching all of the you know whenever someone tags us in like a post or or something like that like seeing their journey i mean like someone like mike who has you know really grown and has like this amazing art journey with like the the things that he's done the classes he teaches now the the podcast that he has like there's there's just so much growth potential out there if it's like if it clicks for you, if you move forward and, and this and you find your you find your thing, whether it's, you know, making pen blanks like Dan or, uh, or swords it, or swords like it's it's just there's just and we'll link to all of the places we, can, we link can link for to. all of these. If, if anyone sent us a link or, or a, a tag or something, we're going to put it all in our show notes. So anyone um, wants to go and check any of this great stuff out from the, you know, the makey stuff that our listeners have done to our um, friends sites and, and their podcasts, uh, just there's room out there for everyone. And I think that everyone only gets better by encouraging each other. And I think that a podcast like this and how we, keep trying to uplift each other we want to uplift you and it's just it's just so wonderful so thank you so much for 100 episodes hey tiff yeah you count hey julia you count too i think i need i need a cookie <laughs> well if you need a cookie or you need our show notes you can go and find them <laughs> at relay.fm slash make do and we are make do i mean there are cookies at on relay.fm because you have to like click the agree to cookies thing i bet there you go um uh we are make do pod on twitter and instagram our email is make do pod at gmail.com just because we're not asking for our 100 episode stories anymore doesn't mean that you can't send in notes uh we love to hear them and if you want us to share them let us know because um we could always, you all you know, count you all count you can also go and find us individually at tiff arment and at julia scott s-k-o-t-t thank you to microsoft lists for sponsoring this episode and making this podcast possible and we'll be back in a fortnight and until then go make and do and count <laughs>